my body, work on my mind, work on my soul, in the name of Jesus, work on my being, Lord, every part of me, let me not leave here the same, let me not leave here the same, let me not leave here the same, Holy Spirit, we invoke your presence, Lord. Touch us tonight. Touch us tonight. Heal every burdened heart, oh God. Heal every broken heart, Lord. Heal every burdened heart, Lord. Heal every broken heart in the name of Jesus. Every heavy heart, Lord, every heavy heart, oh God, that feels so far away from you, we pray that tonight heal, tonight heal, tonight heal, tonight heal, tonight heal, let there be healing, let there be liberation, let there be liberation tonight, let there be liberation tonight, set your people free in the name of Jesus, every shackles, Lord, every pain that's overshadowed us in the name of Jesus, release us, Lord, let there be release in the atmosphere, let there be a release in the atmosphere, let there be a release over us, Lord, let there be a release over us tonight, let there be a release tonight, let there be a release tonight, in the name of Jesus.
bless us for being here this evening. It's powerful. Amen. 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 Hola, uh, those who are visiting us, who are joining us for day two, you are welcome. My own people, you are very much welcome. It's good to see every one of us. It's good to see you. Amen. I want to go straight into the way. I think I don't even have much time. Forgive me, I don't have my Bible here today. It is well. But we want to look at a very important subject. This week, or this three days, you are talking about Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And I've been given a very, um, it's not a simple task. It's a very difficult task to talk about emotional healing. I said, the Lord will help us. Amen. Amen. But I want to say thank you to the man of God, Reverend. Thank you very much for the opportunity to stand here to speak to your congregation that God has given you. I don't take it for granted. It is a privilege to stand here. The fact that I'm your wife does not mean that I get to stand on the pulpit. No, it is your pulpit. And so to get the opportunity to stand and to speak, it is a privilege. And I say God bless you. And thank you for the opportunity and thank you for seeing some small oil in me to stand and speak to the people that God has given you. God bless you. And I want to thank all the ministers in the house, Pastor Ben Steve, Minister Solomon, Minister Prince, all shepherds in the house. God bless us all for the great work we are doing. And everybody who is fasting, who is not fasting? Who is not fasting? Speak the truth to We know you. Don't worry, we know you. When uh, Ananias and Sapphira they lied in the house of God, they didn't even leave their presence. They didn't leave. Then there they fell down. So you're asking, speak the truth. God knows you're not fasting. So who are you deceiving? You're deceiving yourself. But God bless us. Our friend, God bless you. It's really your first time here. You've come here before. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. The way you took the mic, I was very much encouraged just to go and sing. That's very powerful. God bless you very much. Anyway, so you're talking about emotions, emotional healing. We'll be reading a number of scriptures, but we'll also be learning a few things. But we all know what emotions. Please, can you look at me? Thank you very much. And can you pay attention to what I'm saying? I think I'm looking beautiful. I might not looking beautiful. No, if you don't think I'm looking beautiful, I'm looking beautiful. So I don't care, but I think I'm looking beautiful. So just look at me. Five minutes, I'll be out of your way. And then we will go. But we'll be praying. We want to talk about emotions, emotional healing, emotional healing. When we talk about emotions, you're just talking about emotions is not something devilish. Some people, you see, some people think that, oh, when you say you're emotional, then it means you are some way. You are being carnal. But it is God who put the emotions in us, you know. So emotions is something that God put in us. It's a God-given something. It's a feelings, okay, that we feel. Why are you laughing? Hey. When I talk about emotions, I people are laughing. Oh, hey, 
Don't worry. We are not going to talk about the emotions you are thinking about. <laughs> we are talking about emotions. So it's a, it's a feelings that you feel. It's something spontaneous. It's a reaction to something that has happened. So let's say that um, right now we tell you that you, have, or you, you look at on your phone, as some people like doing. I know some people are looking on their phone. And you see a Momo alert right now. And you see some 5,000 that has dropped on your phone. The way you will laugh, everybody will wonder, ah, what is going on? It is emotions. It's the excitement. You see, something has happened and you are choosing to react to it. It's the same way when you see something on another person's status depicting something very bad that has happened. Or you get a phone call about something terrible that has happened. Or you hear some news. How you would also respond to that one. It's also based on emotion. So your reaction, your spontaneous reaction to events or to things that happen to us. That's what we are calling emotion. So I mean, emotion is something that I mean, it's how you perceive things to be. And then you choose the reaction that you want to give to it. And I'm choosing my words carefully. You choose your reaction. When it comes to emotion, you always choose how you choose to react to your emotions or your feelings. So there are three main ways that most of the time we choose to react to the things that we are feeling or the circumstance. One is that the emotion, you allow the emotion to escalate. So the way you are feeling, like you got the moment alert, you were very excited and you are super excited and you are, oh, can you see? Hey, come and see. I just got a moment alert. You will call. You, you see, you are allowing the emotions to take the better part of you and I mean it is depicting how you are behaving. It's the same way when you hear bad news or hear another news, how you let the emotions let you throw yourself on the floor, lie on the floor, scream and everything. Is the emotions that is reacting. So it says that the emotion allows you to escalate that it's become destructive to yourself or to another person. So it's either the emotions will allow you, whatever you are feeling, you become destructive. So depending on how you are feeling, what you have heard, and how you are chosen to react to it, you either become destructive to yourself or to another person that is around you. So you get angry, and you say that because of my anger, I'm going to scream, I'm going to shout, I'm going to kick the, 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 the door so that I break the glass and all that. You are allowing your emotions to become destructive to yourself or to the other person. Or you can ignore, be in that denial state of denying that this is how I'm feeling. And sometimes we find ourselves in that place because we cannot accept what it is that is happening to us. Something happens and as a result of the shock, you can't take it. And you go into denial mode. You do not accept that this is what has happened. You don't allow yourself to accept that this is, I mean, this has happened, and you don't allow yourself to accept the feeling. And most of the time it happens when maybe somebody, I mean, somebody dies, and the shock of it is so much that you, you, you are in denial state to probably, you see the person be, like the person lying down. They remember, you, like, it comes to that indeed, the person is gone. You put yourself in that denial state. Or, um, I mean, even something like, I can even happen for good things. Somebody says that I've sent you some money and you cannot believe that the thing has happened until you go to your bank account and even see that the thing is there. 
or you are directed in a manner appropriate. I mean, you direct your emotions in a way that is appropriate and healthy for your situation. So three things. It's either it becomes destructive to you, it's either you become, you go into the denial mode, or you use the emotions in the way that is appropriate for yourself or for whoever that is around you. So like I said, emotions is not something bad. But it is how you choose to respond to it that becomes bad. You remember, when you read the scriptures, Paul tells us in Ephesians, is it chapter 4, verse 2 and 6 years? Paul tells us that we should even be angry. So Paul is encouraging us that you can get angry, you can feel some emotions. It's not that if you feel some emotions, there's something wrong with you. It's not the feeling that I felt, I've never been felt for whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with you. It is how you respond to the emotions that is where the problems start arising so we are saying that emotions in itself it doesn't last for a long time it's just a feeling it, it's i feel this way in a split moment in a short while the emotions because like things are evolving things are happening but you choose your choosing to nurture it will show how long that emotion will stay so when someone says, I've fallen in love with somebody, yes, I've fallen in love. I'm, I'm in love. I'm in love with my husband. But it is me choosing to nurture that love. That's when it will grow and grow and grow. If I choose not to nurture it, in a few months' time, I'll come and say I hate him. Because I did not allow that emotion that I felt to be nurtured. I mean, to feel deeper love and deeper love for him. It's the same way when you feel whatever emotion, negative emotions, and you feel angry, you feel like slapping somebody. It is you nurturing it. Is you giving it enough time? Is you thinking enough about it? Ah, why did the person even do that? Ah, why did she think about saying that to me and all that? Then the emotions, you are nurturing it. You are nurturing it. You are nurturing it. And then it grows into becoming something else. So both good and bad emotions can be nurtured. And then it stays on and it becomes something very, very much. Not to delve. I don't have much time. So I won't speak much, much, much about emotions and all that. But I want to go into I just wanted to understand what emotions is all about and everything. But you see, we live in the, a world where full of sin. Let me put it that way. The depravity of man, the wickedness of man, makes us have a world where constantly, day in, day out, we encounter people who tend to hurt us each and every day. People keep hurting us. People keep doing things that make us feel denied, feel, feel abandoned. People keep doing things that makes us feel like we wonder whether we even, like we have the right to even be here. Or things happen, sometimes even people, things in the world happen to us. That sometimes, natural things happen to you that sometimes you just even question your own existence. You wonder if it's even good to even be here or it's good to even die and just go so that just a baby Life is just life is just full of troubles. I don't know if you have been at that place before where you have felt like Charlie, enough is enough. I'm tired. I mean, what is it? What is this life that Charlie? I'm I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. BPM things are not working, things are not pushing. Or you lose a very loved one, somebody who's so dear to you that Charlie, you know that as for the this person is my everything, and the person just suddenly 
And you're like, that's the end of my world. What do I do? And so you become wounded. You become somebody with so much pain, burdened, and if you are not careful, you live your whole life with these negative emotions. And I mean, you go about your whole life feeling so like you don't belong, you, there's no purpose of you being here and all these things. And it keeps happening to us day in, day out. I don't know if you have never felt that before, but I have felt that before. I have experienced it before. I mean, where I felt like, what is it? What is it? I mean, enough of all the troubles. Enough. I remember, I don't know if I've said it here. There was one time I told Pastor that, this church worker, enough. Master, let us go and sit out somewhere. We can also become ordinary church members, like you come in. See the way you came in. You walked in majestically and came in. Whatever happens, you don't care. Well, nothing bothers you. If the church will go on, if I don't come, it doesn't matter. I've never had that life. I mean, for, for, for over 12 years or so. I mean, I've, my life has always been like that. But it became worse when I met this man. He said, God has called him to start a church. My life has never been the same. And it has been one trouble after the other, after the other. Before we started inspiration, I told you that, look, this church thing, eh, let's stop it. Let's enjoy going to. I remember we, we started going to Agape Church, and it was nice. We are just going, you sit, you warm the pew. Like, you, you're also enjoying the service, and when we close, you have closed. You just come to your house, and then it's fine. Yeah, okay. You don't have to worry about whether somebody came to church, and the place is low. Ah, it was nice. And I remember telling him that, look, let's, let's, let's enjoy that life. That can also be our life. Because I was hurt. Because I was in pain. Because I felt disappointed. Because I felt betrayed by people. I didn't expect them to do that to me. I, I, again, not just church. I have lost people that I have felt like, Charlie, what is all this life? Why? If this person can't go out there, what is it? I remember just this week. Was it Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday. I, I mean, I, I know her, but I don't know her. A very, very wonderful, beautiful lady just died. Just like that. In daddy's office. Just like that. Try if you see the girl and see how somebody can just die. You're like, hey. What is it? But that is the pain. It's because of the kind of world that we live in. And so we are broken. We are filled with pain. And sometimes we don't know what to do. And you see, some of the pain that comes to us, or the causes of the emotional trauma, the emotional woundedness, or the, the pain that we feel, or the brokenness that comes, sometimes it is when you trust somebody so much, and the person breaks their trust. Imagine you're going out with somebody. You trust the person. As for this person, he's so true to his word. When he says it, he says, and you later find out that this person is dating another person. or this, you, you, Your heart becomes broken that you just cannot overcome it. And these are real things that happen to you. Or the person, everything is fine. All of a sudden, he comes and says that, oh, Charlie, as for me now, I'm not feeling the thing anymore. Let's forget about it. Let's give ourselves some time and see how things will work. And you will like, hey, child, you are broken. You will cry You're on your bed. You are crying and you feel like there's something wrong with you. You see, these things sometimes make you question whether you are whole in yourself. 
You begin to question whether everything is all right with you. And you begin to even wonder whether God loves you. I mean, if he loves you, would he have brought you this far and all that? Sometimes you feel the sickness. Certain sickness can make you wonder. I mean, why me every day, every day, every day, the sickness? God, when will it go? When will it go? I don't know if you've been sick or you have been close to somebody who is sick. Day in, day out, the sickness. As a choir, then it comes back. It comes back and you begin to wonder. And sometimes it can break you and you wonder. But sometimes you feel rejected. People that you have known, people you have helped, and at a point in time that you feel like, I need these people, and the people just suddenly abandon you, and you feel so rejected, and you feel so much broken, you feel like, ah, what is this? How? How can this person just behave like he doesn't even remember me? He doesn't like, I never existed. Like, I was never in the person's life. Like, how can you just take me out of your mind like that? And sometimes we even feel that God has rejected us and God has abandoned us because the problems we are going through, with the prayers we are praying, with all the things that we seem to be doing, and it looks like God has just turned his back. And you feel so broken. You feel like, what is the essence of being in church? People have stopped church because they feel like God has abandoned them. And they feel like, what's the point? And sometimes you get to that place that you become so broken. You become so dejected. You, you just feel like there's no hope. And begin to question whether there's meaning to this life that you find yourself in. You become so empty and begin to even question the existence of your life. And as some begin to consider suicide, some just begin to consider, let me just drink some poison and let me just die because... I'm tired of this life. Enough. Enough. And we all sometimes go through these places. It may be very severe to that place where you're questioning your existence or it may be at that place where you wonder whether you're good enough for somebody. The way somebody can just talk to you the way your beloved will just leave you along the way. The way a business partner will just kick you and just malign you and maltreat you and say things, tarnish your image and all that. You just wonder whether it's all worth it, pushing and pursuing these agendas and these things. And sometimes you just wonder. It puts us in a place of depression. Some people go into a place where they become so depressed. I remember I had a colleague. She, was, she became so depressed because the course she was doing, she could not see top. Why yet do you be in you now? And the thing was just not working. The thing was just not working. The thing was just not working. She became super depressed. Super depressed. People start one business from another and the thing is just not working. It's just not working. And suddenly it becomes so depressed that e. One relationship to another. Tomorrow this, tomorrow that. Today, if it's not your head that was too big, so I can't marry you. Tomorrow it is your legs are too long. Today that. And you begin to wonder what should I even do? Sometimes it may be because of that, people just want to separate themselves because you feel like you do not belong. So you want to just. Detach yourself from every other person. 
You don't want to be seen as part of the group. And those are some of the lies that the enemy brings to us. When you find yourself in those places, it begins to make you feel that, oh, you know, you're not worth it. Who told you you're important? You're not important. Stay away. Nobody even wants to see you and want to stay out of the place. Then you become, you become filled with anger. When these things, you become so angry with yourself, you become angry with the people, you become angry with God, you become angry with everybody around you, and so you are living a life of anger. Before the person asks you something, you will not even think about what the person is saying, you know, you just respond in anger because you are broken because of the pain that we carry. So sometimes when somebody is talking to you, a person is angry, don't be too quick to judge. You don't know what baggage the person is carrying. That's you, he has met you, that's like, you are the one who has to release the feelings on you. And it happens. You want to isolate yourself. Become so frustrated in this life. People have insomnia. You know insomnia? It's as a result of, I mean, emotional torture, emotional pains, people get insomnia. They can't sleep. So when you can't sleep, it's not a good thing. And when you can sleep, it is a blessing. I'm telling you. People, you, come, you, you, you have not been worried to that place before. Where you can't sleep. Even your boyfriend says he has left you. You're on your phone. You're on your phone. You're on your phone. You're waiting that he will send a message. You're waiting that oh, something will pop up. Oh, something will pop up. Oh, she will send me a message. Oh, she, and you know, her mind will change. And you'll be watching your phone. Nah, the day will end. E, he didn't say hi. You go to the office every minute. You are working. They come and check. Oh, maybe you are sent. You come and check. He hasn't sent. In the pain. Hey, some people are relating. I like that one. It is, it's a message. And, uh, it's a message. But you see, these things, they ultimately destroy us. And it makes us walk away from God. And that is not what God wants for us. God wants that we are emotionally whole. We are emotionally free. We do not walk with this baggage. We do not walk with this yoke of pain and of, 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 of emotional torture and all that. These things will come. Things will happen. You will not always be happy in this world because the good and the bad will happen. But it is how we will respond to it that will determine what I mean is ahead of us. And so it's important that we learn not to dwell so much in these things. You see, if to become emotionally healthy, you need to choose to be emotionally healthy. You need to choose that I do not want to stay in these emotions. These things that I'm talking about, you might have experienced it or you're experiencing it. I remember this very morning, I had a very, very interesting experience where I thought that I was talking to somebody about something that I thought was very important. And I wanted the person to hear. You see, when you're expressing your feelings, you want the person to listen. And the person to hear the way you see it. And I expected that the person would listen and hear the way I wanted the person to hear. And unfortunately, the person didn't hear it that way. And I became so angry. I remember I was like, I was angry. I was talking. I was, I was just so angry. I was like, ah, who do you think? What do you think? I mean, why would you behave like that? And I was just talking, 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 talking. I was just so angry. I was like, let me send this person a message to express, Charlie. The way you have done the thing, I'm, I, you can't behave like that. I said, okay, cool down small. When you cool down, and you send a message. So I thought I had cooled down. 
Within some two, three hours, I sent a message. After I finished typing a message, I said, ah, I don't think you have cooled down. Because you have cooled down, you will not be writing this. You will not be writing the things that you are writing. But that was how much pain I was feeling. I'm telling you that I need, because of what happened there, I was struggling to concentrate on what I had to do today. I was seriously struggling in the office. Like, I was just all about, because I, I didn't see why the person should react and behave the way the person behaved. And so why should you do that to me? And that's how some emotions, when I mean somebody hurts you, you become broken and all that. It affects you so much that if you're not, as I said, if you nurture it, it goes, it goes to other things that I was talking about. So I, I, I became so broken, like I was like, why would the person do this? I mean, this is something simple I was trying to see. So I couldn't understand. And you were thinking this, and you were saying that, and you were saying that, and you were saying that. Quickly, I had to just tell myself that, no, calm down. And I said that, God, look, you need to take control about this mind. I'm beginning to go somewhere I'm not, my mind is not supposed to go. Begin to take charge, take control, work on my mind, and begin to see things differently. And I began to pray, and I began, like, I mean, because I, I was even beginning to question a lot of things. So I was just speaking to God. And then God dropped a certain song in my spirit. I started listening to it. I started listening to it. Before I knew it, I started feeling some freedom and some release in my spirit. And that is what God wants for us. You see, God doesn't want us to find ourselves in that place. But God wants us to be in a place where we are emotionally healthy. And so we are saying that, I mean, you need to be able, when you are emotionally healthy, you need, you will be able to cope with life challenges. That issues will come, like I was saying. I had a challenge today, but because I, I had made up my mind that I wanted to be emotionally healthy, I knew what to do, and I dealt with it, and I found myself in the right place. Like I would have come here, and I would have had that face, and, and I'm angry with everybody and all that because somebody has done something that has no bearing with anybody, any of you. But because I've not been able to deal with it in my closet, I brought it here. And so again, it's good. We feel good about the, um, when you're emotionally healthy, you feel good about yourself and you're also able to have good relationships. Let me move on because I don't have enough time. When you read Psalm 23 verse 3, I have a lot of scriptures. Please help me. Psalm 23 verse 3. It says that the Lord will restore our soul. Psalm 23 verse 3. The Lord is there. The Lord, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. That's the part that I want to talk about. When you're talking about emotional healing, it is the Lord that restores. I don't know where you find yourself emotionally. I don't know what has happened to you in your day, in your family, in your life, that you feel broken in your relationship. Somebody has jilted you. A business that was supposed to go A has gone south, whatever it is. But it is the Lord that restores. And that's one of the things that I want to leave with you this evening. When you're talking about emotional healing, it is the Lord that restores. It is not any man but it is the Lord that will restore you. And so if you feel broken in any way or form, I want you to know that it is God who will restore you. 
it is God who will restore you. And so to find to receive emotional healing, one of the things that is important for you to do, and I'll rush through this, but one of the things that is important for you to do is that you should identify your emotions like Paul was saying. Don't ignore your emotions. Don't just wipe it off as if it didn't happen. Don't mean like Abner, who, I mean, ignored whatever it is that was happening to him at the time that his, um, the brother slept with a sister. Don't behave like that. But I Accept what has happened to you. Don't ignore your emotions. Identify the things that has happened. It says that get angry, but do not dwell in it. Do not let the sun get over your anger. So identify your emotions. When you read Psalm 13, verse 1 to 3, he also talks about David. When he was talking about God, the psalmist David was talking about God who had abandoned him. He felt he was in a place where God had abandoned him. And so he was recognizing what he was feeling and he was allowing himself to feel the emotions and he was seeking God's face about that which he was, I mean, he was going through. And so it is important that you identify whatever it is, emotional trauma, emotional challenge that you are going through. Don't sweep it under the carpet because at the end, very soon you become like Abno, who will be planning something very wicked. Again, one of the things that is important for us to do is that to become emotionally whole, one of the things that is important is to meditate on the word of God. Like I said, it is the Lord that restores. Whatever emotional problems, emotional torture, whoever you think that has, I mean, done whatever it is to you, it is the Lord that restores. A man cannot restore you. A man cannot make you feel good about yourself again. He can only try, but it is God who can make you feel good about yourself because he says he knows you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knows you. And so you want to meditate on the word of God. It says that the word of God is life and it onto my feet and a light onto my path. And so the word of God, it says that it is life to those who find it and healing. And, 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 and it, 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 it's, it's life to those who find it and health to one's whole body. When you read Proverbs chapter 4 verse 22. And so it is important that you meditate on the word of God. When you read the word of God, it lets you know who you are in Christ. I mean the emotions and the things that people will say or people make you feel about yourself. When you read the word of God, it gives you your true identity. And so you do not dwell in the things that people say about you or what people are trying to make you feel or what your emotions is trying to communicate to you because sometimes your emotions can be saying certain things to you but when you read the word of God that the word of God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made then it reminds you that mm, I am fearfully and wonderfully made so it doesn't matter what you say about me I am fearfully and wonderfully made God took his time to make me and so I am beautiful I'm the apple of God's eye I do not care what you say you may think that I'm not beautiful but I am beautiful and so those are the words that you meditate on and it fills your mind day in and day out. As you go about your duty, you're telling yourself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and it fills your mind. When you read the word of God, the word of God tells us in Psalm 34 verse 18 that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And so when you feel broken and when you feel dejected, when you feel like everybody has left you, when you feel like you do not have a mother, you do not, like, you do not have a father, you do not have somebody to care for, you do not have somebody to listen to you. You know, sometimes you find 
find yourself in a place where you feel like nobody is there to even listen to you. Who can I talk to? Who can hear my plight? I found myself in that place sometimes that I was burdened and I was asking, who can I speak to about my problems? And I realized there was nobody. And the Lord reminded me that, look, I am here for you. He said, I am, a fa- I am a father to the fatherless and to the motherless. And so come to me and come and speak to me and I can hear your pain and I can listen to you. You need to find, it's when you learn to meditate on the word of God, it takes you to a place where I mean, you begin to see your identity in Christ. And so it does not matter the emotions and the things that life throws at you and what people try to make you feel. You are reminded of who you are in Christ. And so you know your place in Christ. When you read Jeremiah 31 verse 3, he says, I have loved you with everlasting love. And so it reminds you that, look, even when he says that I do not love you anymore, he says that, oh, I don't think you can be my girlfriend anymore. And you feel like you are not worthy enough. You feel like, hey, I mean, what is it that, I mean, two guys have rejected me. What is wrong with me? You remind yourself of the fact that I am loved with an everlasting love. If the father of all, I mean, the God of all heavens and earth says he loves me. Who is man that says does not love me? And it gives you some peace within you. It gives you some assurance within you. It gives you that place where you, you become at rest. You become settled in your spirit that God says he loves me with his everlasting love. He says that you are more precious than jewels. When you read the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 31 verse 10, it reminds when you dwell in the word, it tells you who you are. And so if you want to have healing, whatever pain it is you are feeling, I don't know what it is that you are going through, but look, go into the word of God. Spend time into the word of God. It will reveal to you who God sees you, how God sees you, what it is that God has said about you, his plans concerning you, and you will know that, look, you are not a mistake. You will know that your situation is not permanent. It is just but for a period, and that very soon, he's going to turn it around for you. When you meditate on the word that's when you know that he says that the good and the bad, he will turn it around for your good. And so then you begin to have faith that it does not matter the problems I feel now. I know that my God is working something good for me. But you will know this only when you dwell in the word. If you don't know the word, how can you tell yourself this? When the emotions come, when the enemy throws these things at you, how can you tell yourself that these things, that this is what God says concerning me? And so it's important that as you have learned and you meditate on these words, you confess these things. You say these things about yourself. You say, confess these words to yourself. And sometimes too, when you see the emotions that are in different forms, like I said, this is a big topic and I don't have enough time, so I cannot speak much about everything. But it's sometimes the emotional the emotions, people make you feel so bad about yourself or feel so bad about certain things that you begin to react in certain ways that you should not react. And so sometimes it's not just enough that confession is to confess what God is saying about you. Sometimes it's also to confess your sins. Maybe there are certain sins, there are certain things that because of how you are feeling and all that, you have reacted in certain ways to the people or to the, the person. So it's important that you need to confess the person. And sometimes it's even important that you confess to God. It's important that you speak Speak to somebody about that way how you are feeling. So there are three levels of the confession. One, talking to God, asking for forgiveness. Two, somebody has done something to you, going to the person and speaking to the person about it and also confessing the word of God over your life. And so these things are important. It's also important that if to have emotional um to have emotional health, it's important that you have control over your thoughts. You see, the Bible says that 
we should control the things, we should take captive over the thoughts and the things that goes into our mind. And that's one of the things that we are not good at. We just allow any and everything to come into our mind. And so your associations matter. The people you speak to matter. I mean, when you are going through things, you should choose your association very carefully. It's not everybody that you should associate with and be telling things because the things that will be pumping into your mind will affect how you begin to see yourself and what God has said about you. And so control the thoughts, the things that you put into your mind. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says that take captive over every thought and bring it into subjection and into obedience of Christ and so what is it that you are thinking about what it is that you are feeding your mind with take captive of it whoever it is that has offended you whoever it is that makes you feel broken or has done anything to you that you feel so rejected it is important that you forgive the person you cannot become emotionally whole if you hold bitterness you hold on forgiveness against people look you cannot go anywhere in this life it's important that you forgive people you need to let people free you need to stop holding people captive that because of this thing that you did to me because you did not do this for me because you destroyed my name I will not forgive you this thing that you have done for me I will never forgive you you are holding the person captive you are holding yourself captive and so it is important that you let the person go forgive and let it go let it go sometimes it is a friend sometimes it is a parent sometimes it is a colleague sometimes it is um, somebody somewhere I'm not saying it's not painful but learn to forgive forgive one another even as you want Christ to also forgive you and again it's important that you see yourself in the way God sees you that's what I was talking about it's important that you meditate on the word of God how does God see you if you want to have emotional healing whatever pain that you feel you need to see yourself in the light of God how does God who does God say you are what is your identity in Christ it helps you to walk in that way again you also need to know that you are loved by the Lord look one of the things that you need to constantly remind yourself because the world will throw things against you. The world will make you feel like you do not belong here. The world will make you feel like you are a mistake. Why are you here? I mean, just go away. Leave this place and all that. But you need to remind yourself of the fact that God brought you here for a purpose and you are loved by him. You are loved by him. Sometimes your past sins may make you feel like you do not belong. Sometimes your past sins may make you feel like, oh, you are deserving of the pain and the things that you are going through. But look, if the, God, if the Bible says that he, that he sets free, he sets free, he is set free indeed. And so you cannot hold yourself bound to whatever, I mean, chains or whatever emotion. You need to set yourself free. The Lord has said you free. So whatever emotional pain, whatever it is that you have done in your past, you do not want to hold yourself to it. You need to set yourself free. And so it is important you do that. Again, look, God covers every sin. One of the things that I want to leave you with, I don't know what it is. Sometimes you feel that the enemy, you see emotional traumas, they are in various forms and all that. Sometimes it can be certain things that you have done and the devil makes you feel like you do not belong. And you do not, you are not worthy of God's love. But God says that he came to die for us even before we even, I mean, when we're yet sinners. And so you are worthy of his love. 
You are worthy of his love. He cares enough about you and he wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to go around this world carrying every baggage, carrying all this emotional trauma, carrying all the guilt, carrying all the whatever it is that you feel every day because somebody has done something to you. You are not free in yourself. He doesn't want you to go around carrying all those burdens and all that. This evening, I want to end because my time is fast spent. But you want to look in your life. I don't know what he heard. I've said it number of things but one of the main things that I'm telling you here is that it is the Lord that restores every brokenness every every pain in your heart every pain that you feel but it is the Lord that restores it is the Lord that restores what is it that you feel what is the pain that you feel so deeply wounded you feel so betrayed you feel so dejected you want or sometimes even feel like God why have you left me and why have you abandoned me why am I struggling so much? It is the Lord that restores. You want to speak to God. He says you are loved. You are loved. You are loved by him. You want to speak to God this evening and you want to say that God, heal me of every brokenness. Lord, heal me of every brokenness. Heal me of that pain that God caused me that I, I am struggling to let go. Heal me of that pain. Heal me of that pain. Heal me of that brokenness. In the name of Jesus, you want to speak to God. Maybe it is your mother that this something to you. Maybe it's your father that did something to you. Maybe it is a colleague or it is a brother or it is a child. Whatever it is. It is a wife. It is whoever. It is a husband that has done something to you. It's your beloved that made you feel like you do not even belong. That make you feel like you are not worthy enough to even exist here. Or it is a death of somebody or it's a tragic thing that happened to you that made you feel like you do not belong. It says that it is the law that restores. The Lord is yet tonight to restore you of every brokenness, of every pain that you feel in your heart, of everything that makes you feel like as for you, you do not matter anymore. Some people have written marriages off. Some people have written businesses off because they have been made to feel like they do not belong. I remember there was a time in my life where I felt like when it comes to people who are beautiful, I do not belong because some people made me feel like I was not worthy enough and I was not beautiful and so I carried myself in a way that I did not think that I was beautiful. It took the hand of God to open my eyes to take off that veil and make me to begin to feel and to see that I am made in the image of God and so I am beautiful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It was a pain and it was a scar that was imprinted in my hand. It took years but it was the Lord that restored me. I don't know what it is that you are going through but you want to speak to God tonight. I feel that some people are dealing with certain things that they are struggling with. Certain pain in your heart that you are struggling with but you want to speak to God tonight about it. Somebody has hurt you so badly that you are struggling to let go of the pain. That you are struggling to say that I have forgiven you. You are struggling to release the person but you want to speak to God tonight and you want to say that God I lay it down on your feet tonight. I lay it all down on your feet tonight. I, I lay it down on your feet tonight and I ask that Lord release me. Release me. Release me of every brokenness, Lord. Release me tonight. Release me 
tonight. I cannot continue holding on to it anymore. Release me. Set me free. Set me free. Some of us are addicted to certain things that we are broken. It keeps breaking us. It puts us in bondage. We want to get out of it, but we are struggling to come out of it. You want to speak to God that God release me. Release me. Release me. Let there be a release. Release me. Set me free. Set me free from every bondage in the name of Jesus. Set us free tonight. Set us free tonight. What a friend we have in Jesus.